G'day punters and welcome to Winning Post's preview podcast for the weekend of Saturday, November 19. I'm John Barker. Joining me as usual, Joel Marshall and Dan Nuttall. Joel, it is Ballarat Cup Day and I guess we are uh, hanging out to see what the weather's going to do. A sunny day forecast for Friday, a wet-ish track earlier in the week. Uh, but a fair bit of rain forecast for Saturday, but the, the Weather Bureau uh, is saying afternoon and evening. Um, but I guess Chris Waller has got both bases covered in the Ballarat Cup. Yeah, indeed. Uh, he accepted with four runners. He's got an early stretch in with Long Villas coming out already. So he's left with the three up the top. There's an icon, Polly Gray, and a tissue. And, uh, yeah, well, if we're in the heavy range, it's uh, Advantage Polly Gray, who around $15 is probably worth a couple of dollars. I think that's probably over the odds um, if we get to that heavy range. But he's or he's also got the uh, equal favourite or current favourite in a tissue who um, comes off a very dominant win in the matriarch uh, where she was heavily backed. Uh, to win that race, and she won it impressively. So, look, I think she uh, is going to be hard to beat. Chris has got a, a big hand. Also does Mike Maroney. He's got three of his own, and he's got the other one uh, at the top of the market in Banker's Choice, searching for his first Australian win and coming out of the champion stakes. So, no doubt, a drop down in class for him. The other big race on the East Coast, Dan, is the Gong, worth $1 million. It's the sister race to the Hunter, this one at Kembla Grange, and uh, last year the Robert and Luke Price trained Count Derupi, or fated unfortunately, but became the first local horse to win either of these races, the Hunter or the Gong. You've spoken to Kerry Parker this week, and uh, he certainly got a live chance to uh, make it two in a row for Kembla Stables. Certainly does, and you know... She was uh, enormous at Kerry Parker's mare, Hope in Your Heart, in the Golden Eagle last start. She's um, having some sort of preparation. But, look, she'll have her work cut out for her. Like that Golden Eagle, we've got a capacity field here for this. Um, And plenty of chance of capacity field all around at Kendler Grange. I think there's 170-odd acceptors for the meeting. So... Plenty of value around and um, looks a tough race on paper, but should be a competitive affair and a good betting race, which is always good. So um, looking forward to the to the card at Kembla Bendigo and um, some group run racing in WA as well. Yeah, well, speaking of that, the richest race in the country is the Furby Railway Stakes at Ascot. It's worth $1.5 million. It is, of course, the only group one on this weekend. Uh, the interstate stables allowed back this year. Uh, COVID kept them out last year. Uh, but they haven't responded. I think there might be a few more of them for the winter bottom next week, but uh, we've only got Yonkers, Ironclad, and first emergency winning partner, Joel. So not a massive uh, team of Raiders on the railway this year. No, as you say, I think we're expecting to see a few more pop up in the next few weeks um, for the Northerly Stakes, the newly named Northerly Stakes, and I think uh, the 1,400 metre race uh, at the end of the carnival, there might be a couple of horses headed for, and, of course, the Winterbottom, as you mentioned. But, uh, yeah, the railway is looking like a local win, although 
Ironclad Yonkers, um, they've got to have some sort of chance. Ironclad ran well last week in the Cranbourne Cup, and Yonkers, he's not really a Group 1 horse, but maybe over in the West he can run a cheeky race. I haven't gone too far away from the obvious. Um, tricks of the trade I have got on top, number 16, who's currently the second favourite behind Alaskan God, number 7. Uh, both of those two are four-year-olds. They... Both competed in the sort of the staying three-year-old races in the West. Tricks of the Straight started two dollars ten in the Derby and ran down the track. Um, had I think a few issues that day and twenty-four hundred didn't quite see it out. But he's come back this prep. He won first up and he ran a very good third in the Asian Bow where he drew the outside gate, ran on strongly to get into the minor placings. He draws a bit better and shouldn't have to get as far back. So I've put him on top of 15, Treasured Star, who has drawn the outside gate. This is another four-year-old. This time it's the mayor. The all-conquering Peters team with Willie Pike in the saddle, coming off the win in the Asian bow. She's going to need a few things to go right, but she's smart enough to be competitive. Alaskan God in for third. He was an eye-catcher in the Asian bow first up. He's going to be getting a fair way back, but he's going to be storming home. And I did find a spot for Yonkers in for fourth, just because he's... Sort of a pretty honest type and on firm ground. I don't think he'll be too far away, but I had it 16, 15, 7 and 2. All right, well, the other big race at Ascot on Saturday, that was race up for the few railway stakes. Uh, the other big race is race 7. It's the Sky Racing WA Guineas. It's worth half a million for three-year-olds at set weights over 1,600. And it sees Amelia's Jewel, who uh, tasted defeat for the first time last start when she was second up. Uh, against Bustler, who is remains undefeated, and uh, the other one who is in single figures is uh, All the King's Men, who has a similarly uh, excellent record of uh, firsts and seconds. Uh, what did you What did you like in the? Uh, I'm assuming you went with one of those three. Yeah, Amelia's jewel was on top for me. She's obviously attracted so many headlines, so much attention. She's she came back in sort of with a workmanlike win first up in the Belgravia. I think a lot of people expected to be a bit more impressive than what she was and then rolled at the very short quote in the Burgess Queen, but not beaten far. She drew a wide gate. She draws better here. Her, her pattern today has been to get back, but getting up to the mile, uh, you would think she would be able to settle a bit closer and you know, I think she'll uh, have a bit too much class on her rivals. Bustler, certainly... Looks the pick of the boys, four from four, doing a really good job. Uh, in for third, I had all the King's men who tried pretty hard behind Bustler last time out. I don't think there's too much between them. And I thought the the best value may be number one, Snowdome. He was able to beat all the King's men in the size as a two-year-old. He was placed behind Amelia's Jewel, wasn't beaten far in the Belgravia, and then was fourth in the Fair Ether. He started $2.50, he led. And he was a little bit disappointing. They might try and ride him a little bit of cover if they can and if he can run out the mile he might be the improver out of that uh, fair either stakes and earlier in the program the other black type races race five crown perth jungle mist classic is set weights and penalties listed race for the fillies and mares over 1200 did you ever look at that one i hadn't looked at that race but i do think angelic miss if she's ready to go first up should be pretty hard to beat she's got a really good overall record uh, she won this race last year, uh, starting about $3. She's got a good fresh record. She's just got a good overall record. So I think if she's ready to go first up, she'll be pretty hard to beat. 
All right, um, Greg Hooper in the General Miss Classic has gone for Snipperucci to beat Real Grace, Baby Paris, and Vane Tempest. That is 5, 11, 13, and 6. And in the other black type race in Perth, we may as well knock it over while we're there, uh, is the Carbine Club of WA Stakes. This one, set weights and penalties, open age 1,400. Also listed... And Hoops likes number seven, devoted to beat Minsk moment. Let's galavant and comes a time, which is seven, five, six, and four. Back east, <clears throat> Ballarat, as I mentioned, is the, is the main venue for Victorian racing on Saturday. And we'll take you through the quaddy races there, starting in race seven on a massive 10 race card. It's not quite as big as uh, Kembla, 145 acceptors at Ballarat. Incredible 175 at Kembla, which I think outside Melbourne Cup days of a few years ago is probably the most horses we've covered at a meeting in winning post. Uh, race seven at Ballarat is the Magic Millions Ballarat three-year-old and four-year-old classic. 1,100 metres set weights. Uh, Joel, there's a few promising types in this one. Yeah, it's a pretty tricky race. Uh, I wouldn't sort of be confident enough to rule any of them out, really. You've got um, some couple down the bottom that are one from one, and, and even the ones that are a little bit more exposed uh, have enough form to, to suggest they could win this if they turned up on their best form. So it's a really tough race and a tough start to the quality. I've gone eight penthouse and I made her my value for the day. Uh, Matthew Dale, good stable, a good trainer and, and a good trainer of, of his horses that visit um, that visit Victoria. This filly showed a bit as a two-year-old. Uh, she was stakes placed twice, including once at Stone behind In Secret, which is obviously a strong form line. Uh, no official trial leading in. Would have liked to have seen that, but um, I like the booking of Linda Meach on a filly that has plenty of speed. She'll be up near the lead, so I think that's a good booking. I've got her each way on top of 10. Pink Cashmere, who did a good job on the synthetic, uh, bolted in there on debut. Obviously, it's always a bit of a trick coming from the synthetic to the turf, but she looked smart. I like the recent jump out of Throntari at number five. She... Hasn't raced since the Cochrane Stakes, where she was uh, well held at big odds behind Chain of Lightning. But as I said, I thought her recent jump out was nice. And six commands the field. Another one of those experience types. She's had the 14 starts. She is a winner first up, and she was pretty consistent last time in. But so, yeah, a wide start to the quarter, I would have thought. 8, 10, 5, and 6. Yeah, winning form's good form, and I'm going to be with the inform direct. Yeah, the one on top is. Um, He's turned his form around a little bit since being golden. One, two for two, this preparation. He's always shown a bit, just uh, sort of wasn't um, sort of resulting in, in wins on the board. He sort of won, only won one race from the first 12 starts, but had good form around horses like Profiteer, you know, races on at Flemington, and a lot of placings there. But this time in, two from two, and he's won them quite impressively too. Um, wet track form, okay. So if it is, uh, you know, a soft, heavy range, he's sort of... That's a pretty decent form on affected ground, but um, look, whilst this is up in grade to what he's seen so far this prep, he's hard to go past. So the one on top for me, the four and next elite icon, Mince is a pretty good horse. Um, sort of got a long way back. Last start at Mooney Valley, 955 metres, probably a little too short for him. It's up to 1,100 metres now. 
if he can go a little bit closer forward as well and um, likely going to be a drier track than what than a heavy 10 to what he saw first up. So thinking he can bounce back the four. In for third, I've got three, Red Hot Nick. will chase a pretty smart horse in red card at the Valley last Friday night. Um, taking sort of ground off that horse late and very consistent horse here second up. And in for fourth, I have the 10, Pink Cashmere. Uh, one, four, three, and ten. Yeah, I'm mainly with the less exposed ones down the bottom, and I've gone for eleven, a little deep, uh, to beat Penthouse uh, Adamant, which is the stable mate to my top pick, and Red Hot Nick, eleven, eight, nine, and three. Second leg of the Quaddy at Ballarat on Saturday is the main race. Sportsbet Ballarat Cup, 2,000 metre handicap, listed race, worth half a million. Joel? Yeah, I've gone with the tissue. Um, she was pretty soft winner of the Matriarch last time out. She settled well midfield. They ran along early. It was a, a fast early tempo and it suited her. And Yeah, she was just a strong winner. I, I think whichever way the track comes up, she's going to run well. She hasn't won on the heavy, but she's been placed a few times and she's probably uh, right at home with some give in the track, even though Flemington the other day was dry. I uh, just think she's going to map in a, in a lovely spot again and be very hard to beat. Number 12, Flash R, might be the roughy. He has won a couple of times on the heavy if we're in that range, but he's pretty adept on, in any conditions. I think he's going well. He was runner-up to Uncle Bryn in the Sale Cup and then went to the Cranbourne Cup last week and they just ran him off his legs. Um, so early and middle stages where they ran along, couldn't quite get going um, with Uncle Bruni. Certainly wasn't far off him in the middle stages, but lacked a turn of foot. But I like the way he kept sort of grinding to the line. I think he's looking for this longer trip now, and I think he's a silly price. Four Banker's Choice comes through probably the stronger races, second in the Crystal Mile at the Valley, and then went to the Champion Stakes and ran pretty well for midfield without a lot of room at a key stage. And I've put two Polly Gray, who well, she gets elevated to near top pick if we're... You know, on a genuine heavy, but uh, if we're just on a soft, she's in the mix, but may not be able to win. Eight, uh, sorry, three from 12, four, and two. Hoping one of the locals salutes. Um, Andrew Noblet trained Foxy Freed as my top pick here. I think she's well over the odds. She's put in a pretty poor one last start in the matriarch. She was wide throughout, no cover. Um, Damien Oliver hopped off and said she didn't sort of feel right in her action that day. So, Willing to forgive one poor run. She's a normally a very honest mare. She ran a terrific race in this uh, in the edition of the Cup last year. She was drawn very wide. Had to go back. Charged home into fifth, only beaten just over a length. And it was her first run at 2,000 metres. Um, she's had a couple of subsequent runs at the trip. She was a listed winner in Adelaide over the trip, a dominant winner at that um, earlier this year. I think her form, this preparation, barring the last start miss at the Matriarch, has been quite good. Three-fourths, all sort of over shorter trips, and hasn't been beaten far in those at all. Um, drawn ideally this time around, won't settle nearly as far back. And as I said, I think the 2,000 metre, while she's got better form on paper over a bit shorter, I think she's a good 2,000 metre horse, and I think she's well over the odds in this. Expect to get a soft run from the draw. So Foxy freed up on top. For me, a tissue in next, the three, hard to go past her, obviously, being uh, with her on a few of her starts, his preparation in, in stronger company. Um, and then up to 2,000 metres last start, she made it two for two at the trip with a dominant win there. So she's clearly the one to beat. I just thought Foxy Freed was a better 
uh, play at, the, at those sort of $17, $18 odds. In the third, I've got the four, Banker's Choice. I think he too, whilst not winning this preparation, has been running well. Uh, very good in a hot group one last start. Uh, McKinnon there, in 3.3 lengths, um, back in grade for this. And in for fourth, I've got the 14, Tokarangi, who was uh, running on well into third behind a tissue in that matriarch. Seven, three, four, and then 14. I'm with a tissue, in fact, made her my best to beat Polly Gray, I guess, in there as a bit of an insurance policy. Lord Vladivostok and Banker's Choice, 3-2-13 and 4. Third leg of the quaddy at Ballarat on Saturday is race 9. Hertz Tonks Plate, 1,200-metre benchmark, 100, worth 150,000. Joel, what did you like here? Yeah, I've gone for a couple that are utilising the claim to get their weights in very light here. I've gone with 13 Crestani, who's having a good prep. He's been rock solid last couple. Had it, has had every chance, both at Geelong and Flemington, and others have quickened better than him, but he's run well. He maps just to put himself in the right spot again, and with a light weight, I think he's a good each-way bet because he's going to be in it for a long way. Uh, 15, do your punk, I think's the hardest to beat. The other one taking the claim for Pauline Heffel is a lightly, raced, a lightly raced four-year-old that's coming along well. This is a bit tougher, but he certainly looks up to the challenge. Five, Nicolini Vito. I was with him at Flemington on Cup Day. He travelled well, and then when Craig Williams, he sort of cuddled him, and when he let him go, he just didn't quite find much. He battled on OK for fourth. He certainly didn't run poorly, but just the way he travelled, I expected better. Uh, but the winkers back on him, and... Three, Wicklow Town. He's taking some time to find some form, but he'd never let go right at Ararat the other day. He drops a bit in weight. He might be able to improve. 13, 15, 5, 3. With 13 as well. Pretty keen on him. I think he's um, ticking over nicely. Crestani and as Joel reference. Okay, 51 and a half after Atlanta. Kelly's claim. He's, you know, third to mince moment, two back. I think it's good form for this. And then, you know, was it far away in a pair of stakes races um, on either side of that? And Geelong runs. So, here, fourth up, good draw with a low weight. Um, I think Crestani can, uh, can win. In for second, I've got the 10 snapper. Horsa can sort of mix his form a little bit, and he started big odds um, in a race down the straight Flemington during Cup Week. 51 and a 21, so it was specced at a price and just kept running in front. Too good for him. Um, the second horse, Najim Sahail, is quite handy and had won quite well prior to that. Um, drops down to 54 kilos here, Snapper, so no reason why he can't run well again. 15, do your punk uh, in good form. Both pretty strong re- winning record and two does have that low weight. And for fourth, I've got the five, Nicolini Vito. 13, 10, 15, and five. Uh, do your punk on top for me from King of Hastings, who's resuming and... You'd look at the form, you'd say probably not, but uh, allegedly working and jumping out very well. Nicolini Vito and my page two Ruffy, I've chucked in for fourth here. Uh, the Anthony Chibnall trained Rainbill, 15, 4, 5 and 12. And finally at Ballarat, fourth leg of the quaddy, race 10, the Haymarket, benchmark 84 handicap over 1,400 metres, Joel. I've gone for number 17, Lena's Legend. Going to need a bit of luck from the gate, but I uh, think he's going well. He returned to Gelding at Geelong and finished off quite nicely there on Cup Day. Coming back 100 metres was no positive 
uh, Flemington uh, through the carnival, but I thought he ran pretty well there with the 59 and a half, beaten number three lengths by Snapper. He gets up in trip now, and I think he's a, a nice improver. Uh, the hardest to beat is number one, Detonator Jack. He looks a real talent. That was an impressive win first up. He, he does climb up in the weights, up six and a half kilos, and could be looking for a bit further, but uh, I think his class is going to mean he's going to be hard to beat. Uh, eight, Munamek had his chance to beat Detonator Jack last start, but uh, ran well, and that's what he's done all three runs since coming back from Hong Kong. He's run well every time, so I don't think he uh, will be far away again. And 12, Ryan Rose, a real beery runner. Hasn't raced since the uh, country final during Cup Week last year, so he's had a long time off. That was his first defeat at start five, so he's pretty smart, and the recent jump out was nice. 17 for me from 1, 8, and 12. With that data, Jack on top, um, look, sort of went under my guard first up, obviously knowing he's a he's a really good horse on three of his first four, and then fourth was a place in the derby in South Australia. Just didn't think he would uh, sort of have that turn of foot first up at 1,400 metres, but uh, it was an impressive win, of course, as Joel said, up to go up to 16.5 kilos, but um, this looks no harder to what he saw last start and um, was trip fitter for that second up run. So he's on top for me, the one. But eight Munamek Index has been a model of consistency since arriving in Australia. Um, beat all by Detonator Jack last start, and we're going to swing in the weight, swing in the weights in his favour on that horse. Eleven Green Fly, another import um, coming out of that Detonator Jack race. Um, thought it was a pretty solid run. I think you'll take a lot of benefit from that. He's two from two, second up, and in for fourth. We've got the four Yannis. It's been a bit frustrating. I think it's fair to say about him. He's now with the Mara Nusis camp, previously with Chris Waller. Um, he does mix his form. He, you know, his best is quite good. Um, very well in a Moolabar Cup last prep with 63 kilos, and but just does put a lot of bad runs in as well. Um, I'm just going to throw him in for fourth because I think he's good enough to win a race like this and perhaps first up with a new Sable, um, he might show something near his best. If so he's over the odds. 1-8-11-4. Uh, yeah, well, I did tip Detonator Jack first up, but I have found one to beat him as well, and uh, that is the query runner Riot and Rose to beat Detonator Jack. Morrissey and Greenfly, 12-1-7-11. My best was a tissue race, 8, number 3. My value bet uh, is in race 6, which is a fairly wide open affair uh, with 16 to start. Oh, actually, we're down to 15 now with three scratchings. Um... Parisian Dancer, one of the locals. The locals had a big day at uh, at Cranbourne last Saturday, and uh, Parisian Dancer, particularly if it happened to if the rain happened to come early, uh, is around about the double. Oh no, maybe not quite the double figure mark, but uh, I believe is a good chance. We heard about Joel's value bet, which was race seven, number eight, Penthouse. Joel, tell us about your best on the Ballarat card. Yeah, I really struggled to uh, come up with a, a best and a value, really. It's not a card I'm overly confident about, but I, I made my best in the two-year-old race, uh, which is race three, number one, Get Along. Two runs yet to be placed, <clears throat> but Team Hawks have sent him down from Sydney, and I don't think there's a lot of depth to this race. I certainly respect the jump out of Sassy Boom. I thought she went really well, and Tabata Set and Pure Paradise, probably the best of the others that have raced. But Get Along... Was, he's just been a bit green. He's actually sort of wanted to hang and, and maybe get on his wrong leg in both of those Sydney runs. So 
I'm hoping he uh, gets on his right leg coming the Melbourne way and, and goes straight. He held on really well in the Golden Gift, I thought, because there was a fair bit of pressure up front. And I suspect that going forward, that'll work out to be a, a fair bit stronger race than what he can test here. So he's a pretty good price too, around $8 or $9, but uh, I think he'll run, get a long race three, number one. And Dan, we have heard about your specials, which was race 10, number one. Uh, sorry, which was uh, race nine, number 13, Crestani. Uh, was your best and your value bet race eight number seven foxy frida will head up to kembla grange just outside wollongong for the main sydney action on saturday the main new south wales action on saturday and we'll talk about the two main races uh, it's uh, mainly a benchmark sort of card uh, at Kembla on Gong Day, bar the Warra and the Gong. Uh, so, but that's probably why how they've managed to uh, get so many horses up there with all those benchmark races. The Warra, however, is an open handicap. It's over a thousand metres and it's worth three hundred thousand. Joel, that's race seven. Yeah, pretty open race. I thought Athelric represented a bit of each way value, getting in light with the fifty-three and a half after the claim for Zach Lloyd. He's been running in stronger races this time in. Second to Eduardo first up, then he went to the Shorts and the Gilgoy, both group twos. He was out the back in both of them, but, um, you know, that's seeing some of our elite sprinters. Came back to the 1,000 metres, a month between runs last time out, and I thought he was okay there, running fifth behind Joyful Fortune and Zeus style. Again, I think that's a pretty deep race, uh, and to come back to this level, I think he's a good price, around $9. Uh, a very fine red, number 11, um, a mare I have a bit of time for. She won well at Caulfield and then was okay down the straight next time out. She'll be finishing strongly with no weight. Coming back to the 1,015 Key Largo. Possibly better placed early in the day, but they've elected to take on the better or the open class sprinters here with 52 kilos. He's always had really good ability, but he's often found bad luck. He got clear air first up and he showed what he could do. So I don't think he's too far off them here. And for Juan Diva, if we're on a dry track, she can improve sharply. Um, just the soft ground didn't really suit her down the straight first up. Three on top from 11, 15 and four. With a Thalric on top, thought his run down the straight at Flemington was, was quite good. Um, been far by joyful, joyful fortune and um, look, he drops 50 to 53 and a half kilos after a claim to Zach Lloyd who's riding as well as any apprentice in the state at the moment. Um, so get a good run from that draw, sort of close to the speed and himself every chance. So three on top for me. The 11 in next, a very fine red. Um, I don't think she's done anything wrong this prep either. She was um, tackled a race down the straight on Derby Day. Set a long way back there. Closed quite well, I thought. Nice one at Caulfield prior. And now uh, she too with the low and 51 after the claim to Tyler Schiller. In for third, Malkovich, then can run along out in front and um, take some catching. And in for fourth, I got the nine on the lead. Um, the horse goes well on these dry tracks, ran well. First up at 60 kilos on his back, down at 54 here. Obviously a tougher race, but um, I think the horse can run well at odds in this. My numbers, 311, 1 and 9. The big one at Kembla Grange on Saturday is the Gong 1,600-metre quality handicap worth a million bucks. Joel? I've gone for a local victory here. Number 12, Hope in Your Heart. She's having a ripping campaign. She won a benchmark race second up after having no luck first up, and then she won back-to-back -back group three mares races and 
found herself into the Golden Eagle. I thought she ran super there. She was back in the second half of the, half of the field. Um, sort of beaten for pace and off the bit um, early from home, but just kept finding the line and finished fourth there behind I Wish I Win. She had last week's Hunter Quinella behind her, so I think it's the right form. And she's a, a good each way bet in an open race. Uh, 14 Purple Sector, I've got in for second. He's having a really good campaign. If you delete the flop at Caulfield, uh, he's got seconds to Old Flame, who's the favourite here, top-ranked, the Epsom winner. Tried really hard last time out, sitting on a, a genuine tempo. So I think with uh, a lightweight, he's right in the game. 16, Riadini. He didn't come up last prep. I think his two runs this time in have been pass marks, even though it says 12th and 8th in the form. They've been in races he couldn't win, and I thought he got home his last 100 metres every, well, every bit as well as Brutality, and he's a longer price than him. Uh, but Brutality, certainly a chance. I've got him in for fourth because he's just been ticking over, ticking over for this race. On the backup, he loves racing on the backup, and the blinker's back on, so he's ready to fire. Um, I think Kerwin's Lane, Rustic Steel, Promise of Success, all in with a chance. It's a pretty wide-open race, but I've gone 12, 14, 16, 13. Yeah, with the 12 as well, hope in your heart. I thought her run in the, the Golden Eagle was outstanding from a pretty tough... Position sort of back 15th, uh, buried in between runners, but she just closed really strongly in the line but nicely at the end of 1,500 metres. Back up to the mile, I think will suit her. A track like Kembla Grange certainly will as well. So keep that form going, hope in your heart. I think she's a big chance in this. I'm going to put Colding in for seconds. Um, look, he's a big price, and it's really fair enough. He's got a few duck eggs to his, next to his name in sort of his last... 10, 11 starts, including three this preparation. But the Cantala Stakes, 1,600 metres, the first two runs at Rose Hill, he's finished last and probably short of his best. Um, but the Cantala up to Group 1 level last start, he was really awkwardly away, knuckled quite badly, almost fell. The ride became unbalanced and um, forget job after that. But it's the same that he's, he's finished only five lengths away from Alligator Blood, uh, sort of holding his ground to the line. This is a, an easier contest. I think all that, albeit not much easier, but it's still, you know, I think now fourth up, fitter. And I'm just going to give him another chance. I thought he ran quite well towards the end of last preparation up in Brisbane. Um, I think, you know, a good drawing. He'd get away cleanly. He might be over the odds in this. I'm still holding out that he can produce a good run and, you know, close to his best. We'll see him near the finishes, of course. But, um, you know, Thought he thought he's worth throwing in in, in this uh, sort of forty to one colding. In for third, I got the Sailway Oscar Zulu, who was well ridden up on the speed and, and shot away to win the Golden Cup quite easily. Cole Crusher, the runner up, come out and won again. Will come out and won since, and uh, he was giving Cole Crusher four kilos that day, and he drops to fifty six now. Does Oscar Zulu, and in for fourth, I have the three promise of success, uh, uh, 12, 2, 11, 3. All right, we have heard about both your value bets. Joel's was race eight, number 12, Hope in Your Heart. Dan's race seven, number three, Athelric. Talk us through your best bets, starting with you, Joel. Yeah, my best is in the last, race 10, number eight, Bella Rouge. Uh, two runs this time in, or two sevenths, so it doesn't immediately jump off the page. But I thought the first up run was pretty encouraging. She was doing her best work late, and certainly wasn't alone there because she was sent out $3.40 favourite second up, but the race just didn't pan out. She was up to 58 kilos, 
She got caught three wide in the second half of the field and there wasn't much pace on the leader controlled. The event and won it. And look, she was sort of, she made a bit of a run at them and then just peaked the last 100 metres. So I reckon third up, if they can just find a bit of cover this time from the awkward gate, there looks to be more speed. I think she gets her chance to bounce back to winning form. My best comes up in race number five with the resuming Chris Waller train mare, Pretty Wild. She's a talented horse. Um, two, two wins from three starts in her initial campaign and beating Pizarro in one of those. First up, her only first up run was a dominant win on debut. First time on a good track, but she's run well on a soft five, so I'm not sure that's going to be an issue. And uh, the recent trial was... Not great to the ice. She wasn't really asked to do much there. It was quite a soft um, lead-in trial for this, but I just think she's a horse with the most upside in the field and um, can progress to bigger and better things. So race five, 14, pretty wild, my best. Alrighty, they are racing on the Parks track at Morfordville in Adelaide on Saturday. Dan, what did you find for us there? Yeah, with the class of the field in race five, hop on Harry, the one, um... He's a Caulfield winner. He was an impressive winner at Morville Park's last start. He finds an easier race here whilst he's up in uh, weight 55 to 60. But um, I think he's just going to be too good for them. Hop on Harry. Drawn to get a lovely run. And uh, even with the big weight, I think his class prevails. So race five won the best. Uh, value comes up in race eight with the horse who's first up um, from the Peter Hardacre stable called Tani T- Tradition. Um, it's a pretty strong record. She had eight starts, three wins, two seconds. She's won impressively at this track and trip last prep. Um, decent trial, enough trial leading into this and solid first up form. I think um, horse has a bit of upside too, does Tarni Tradition. So race eight, number seven, the value. And Joel, any thoughts about Adelaide? No, nothing for me there, Bart. All right, we head to the Sunshine Coast, uh, another regional centre that is hosting Metro Racing on Saturday, in this case in Queensland, and it is Malulabar Cup Day. What did you like up there, Dan? Yeah, the best comes up in uh, race four um, with Mock Taffy. Of course, hasn't seen this track before, but look, I think it's a track that's going to suit him, sort of likes getting more galloping room and... Um, so the time to wind up and look, has got a good form over Eagle Farm at Eagle Farm. Eighteen hundred meter form is quite good too. One at Eagle Farm over this trip, um, three starts back. He was back to the mile last start and look, doing his best work late, but he's certainly going to appreciate getting back up to eighteen hundred meters. So um, in a race, I thought that didn't have too many winning chances. A little mock taffy was the one to beat. Race four, number three. The value comes up in the Mooloolaba Cup and I'm hoping Chris Waller has a good day with another one of his here um, in She's the Gift who resumed in the hot Danish at Rose Hills, $51 there and didn't have a heap of room in the straight and she wasn't fast. She finished ninth of 11th but at only three and a half lengths off She's a Belter, the Group 1 winner, giving that horse four kilos. Her second up form is very good as is her form at 1,600 metres and... Um, Probably need a little bit of luck from that draw. She can settle forward, can go back, and ideally she's got cover somewhere and can sort of be saved for, um, um, you know, the last shot at them sort of thing. So she's a gift. The eight, um, I think, represents good value in the Mooloolaba Cup. Race eight, number eight. Joel, any thoughts on the sunny coast? 
a year my value was she's the gift as well um yeah just thought if she could get a little bit of luck from the tricky gate she could run well i thought uh, wasn't too bad a return in a race that she couldn't win and my best is in the last uh who i see daniel has tipped as well majestic shot a fairly open race but I was with her a few times last prep, and she ran some good races in, in good company. I thought the first up run over a thousand was good. The step up in trip suits, and I reckon the big long straight is going to be right up her alley. Alrighty, earlier in the day across the Tasman, Joel Air racing at Pukekohe and Awapuni. Yeah, Pukekohe has a pretty strong meeting. Several stakes races there. Uh, my best comes up. In one of the features, uh, the Group 2 Thoroughbred Breeders Stakes for the Phillies and Mares. And hoping Malt Time can do the job for us again. She won at uh, Tarapa a couple of weeks ago. Uh, she is race nine, number three, on Saturday. That was a strong win against the boys, where she got in light. Uh, she's back against Mares here. But Group 2, weight for age. And she's, under, she's in pretty well under the weight for age terms. And just, she's a lightly raced six-year-old, building a really good profile, has been taken along slowly and is coming through the grades well. And she can take this another, this next little step up and be very hard to beat again. Uh, the value at Pukekohe is right back to the start of the day in the maiden race one, number eight, Blue Sky at Night. Real eye-catcher on debut from this uh, Son of Sham Express. Uh, really attacked the line hard for fourth. And then next time out was fifth. I expected a little bit better, but wasn't beaten far. Uh, it's been given a bit of time since then. I thought the recent trial win was good and can be competitive at each way odds. And at Awapuni, the best is race seven, number one, Dionysus. It's had two runs this time in at 1,600. Uh, there was a nice improvement last time out at Tarapa. He hit the line well. Now gets out in trip. Uh, to a distance that he should appreciate, 2,200. Gets a, a nice three-kilo claim to help as well. And my value bet is race five, number sons, uh, sorry, number seven, Son of Thunder. One on debut and hasn't won since, and has sort of mixed his form, but he's, he's had some issues. He's tackled a, a couple of very heavy tracks and a couple of fields with some decent depth to it. He's had two trials leading in. I thought the latest trial was really good. He finished second and uh, came from the back with the winner. It was a good performance. So I thought he'd trialled well uh, up well enough to show up first up, race five, number seven. All righty, that wraps up the preview section of the podcast, brings us to our best $20 bet of the weekend, Lazy Lobsters. Another profit last week, thanks to moi with Braden Star. So that's uh, four decent profits last six weeks. We're travelling quite okay. Dan's pick last week, why ha ha falls, just found one better. And Joel uh, Zusuko was scratched. So this week I'm going to go for one that we haven't actually mentioned so far, but it is early on the Ballarat card is race two, number three, youngster DK. Joel, where are you going? Yeah, I'm going to split mine and have 10 for a win on my uh, best in value at K. 
Hemblot Grange. So ten a win, hope in your heart. Race eight, number twelve. Ten a win, Ballarouge. Race ten, number eight. Dan. Daniel, are you there? Mistake, sorry. 20 to win on Crestani at uh, Ballarat. That's race number nine, number 13. Excellent. Well, that leads us only to remind you to pick up your winning post if you haven't already. All the form for Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Plenty of great reading and all your favourite features. It is online now. It is in shops first thing Friday morning. Have a great weekend, everybody. Back plenty of winners. We'll talk to you next week on the Preview Podcast.